Welcome to the Legacy of Our African American Lives podcast, where our stories become oral histories created to uplift, empower, and enrich the next generation. I am Tangela Irby, and I am your host, and I am pleased to be with you today. And I would like to introduce you to our guest. We have Keisha Portia, who is going to tell us a little bit about herself, and then we're going to get into talking about her connection to G's Ben. Boykin, Alabama. Welcome, Keisha. Thank you for having me. My name is Keisha Portia. I'm the owner and operator of Sweet Martha's Holistic Wellness, LLC. I was born and raised in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I spent most of my summers here in Mobile, Alabama, but I currently live here in Mobile and I've been here for the past three years. I basically built a mini medicinal farm on my grandparents' property. So you have a business called Sweet Martha's. Where did the name come from? Actually, Sweet Martha's, a lot of people think it's basically talking about my great-grandmother, Martha Jane. They don't realize that I have a great-grandmother whose name is actually Sweet. So my business is named after two of my great-grandmothers who were original G's Ben quilters. When I first started my business, it was geared towards all-natural skincare products to a certain extent. Of course, we know that the residents of G's Bend were pretty much self-sufficient for a very long time. A lot of what I do when it comes to the holistic aspect of my business, the farming aspect of my business, growing my own medicine, my own food, that kind of thing, all of that comes from basically my great-grandmother, Martha Jane. She instilled in all of us to literally be self-sufficient. When we were little and we went down there, we always participated in stuff like that with her. It's all passed down. I always say it's a generational talent. My great-grandmother, Martha Jane, actually lived for a very long time. She lived like three months shy of her 105th birthday. So when I was coming up, my great-grandmother still lived in G's Bend, and most of my grandparent, my grandmother and her sisters and brothers, most of them lived in Alabama. I only had, like, maybe, I think, one of my great-uncles and two of my great-aunts stayed in G's Bend. Everybody else, I think they left. Either they passed away before or they left. So my grandmother and most of her sisters lived here in Mobile. So we drove down regularly, like for weekends. It's only two out, two like two and a half hours away from here. The thing that I loved about G's Ben was the freedom. When we were in G's Ben, we were free to literally do pretty much almost anything we wanted to do because it was all family. All of my great grandparents literally lived in this one little circle. So like my great-grandmother, Martha Jane, lived basically like right off of Martha Jane Petway Road there. Boy, they just got addresses or whatever, street names or whatever. But she lives right there. And then my great-grandmother, Sweet, lived on the corner of that street. And then the street right behind that, my grandfather has a store, Roman Petway. He has a store right there. And right behind his store is my other great-grandmother, my Bendorf great-grandmother's house. So I would literally be running all over the bend. And then I had an aunt on my biological father's side. She would come get me anytime she knew I was in the bend. So it was like we had this freedom there that we really didn't have because I grew up in Bridgeport, Connecticut. So it was like we really weren't 
able to be free to just roam and run the streets like that. I think it was a culture shock for me. I always fantasized these men, if that makes sense. It was always going back in time kind of unreal to me. Like I would go home and tell my friends about stuff we did in G's Bend and the red clay dirt roads. And to us, it was like, it's up the country. That's what we basically called it. And they were like, that didn't happen. I'm like, like, that's not real. And I'm like, yeah, it really is. It's like going back in time. But so I fantasized it to a certain extent. So there's nothing I didn't really like, but it was definitely a culture shock. I remember like the first time I went there and I had this cousin. I remember the, my first time meeting her and she was running around barefoot and I'm from the city and I remember I was really little and that really stuck out to me. Like, why aren't they wearing shoes? It's hot. It's, it's like, it's summertime and we know how summertime is. Like, I'm like, why don't they have on shoes and... Once I started going there, I understood that basically they pretty much had a whole different culture from us. As soon as you hit that corner to go in, everything slows down. Your phone cuts off. You no longer have access to the outside world. And it's just like everything slows down. I think because we have parents who are from that area, it made it a safe space for us. They were so happy to be back. Right. So and that became home. Even now, that is when are you coming home? That is home. Interesting to me is when you talked about Roman store, there was a path behind that store. If you walk mm-hmm. down that path and you cross the road, I would say street. Most people would say street, but no, that was a road. And that was my grandmother's house. And so we okay. walk back and forth to the store often when we were there. Because we have to be talking about the same place because there was only one store, it's right? The same store that it's only one, yeah. So it's almost like that's a way of confirming when someone says that they're from G's Bend. The first question is you start talking about, you ask them something about the store or something about the post office and you know that they know what they're talking about. Or the church. When there are a couple churches. Yeah, I know when you talk about the church, everybody knows what church you're talking about. So what church you tell me then? So what church Pleasant, you talking Pleasant Grove, the one where most of our ancestors are buried well i have to say keisha i really enjoyed sitting with you and reminiscing and talking a little bit about your experiences and making connections absolutely and again i want to just say thank you for your yes thank you for having me i'm grateful and then for the last thing i just want to ask you so you think about raising children in the next generation because that's why we're doing this And so that the Mm -hmm. next generation can go to whatever, be it Spotify, be it Amazon, wherever they go to listen to podcasts. And they may not be listening today, but they may listen tomorrow. So if there was something that you learned about being a descendant, being a G's Ben legacy, what is something that you want to make sure that the next generation passes on? In today's society, in today's day and age, and I think that they deserve recognition because they were the pioneers of all of this. If it wasn't for those original set of women, we literally would not have the legacy that we have. Always write down the history and just make sure to pass it on. I think that it's a shame that everybody knows the value of our history, except for us sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's sad to me. And I hope and pray that we continue on passing the legacy 
down generation and generation because it's absolutely a very valuable legacy to have. And I don't think a lot of people realize that or recognize that. And so that is why we are doing what we're doing right now. So we can make sure that we never forget. Thank you for joining us on the Legacy of Our African-American Lives podcast. Thank you for listening.